This is episode 95 of the Dear Discreet Guide Trouble at Work podcast. This episode is titled, Keeping Our Network Healthy During a Pandemic. This is the first of a series of daily or near-daily podcasts that we'll be doing during the pandemic. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dear Discreet Guide, Trouble at Work, where we talk about work, working, and how to make work better. If it's work-related, we're on it. Who knew talking about work would be this much fun? I'm Jennifer Crittenden, a former CFO and host of the show, and thank you for joining our quest to improve our workplaces. Let's do this. I'm really delighted to welcome back a friend and colleague to the show, Helena DeMunk, uh, is coming back late in the evening from Spain. So thank you, Helena, for taking the time to meet with us. You're welcome. It's uh, great to be here. I'm happy to be there. Good. So I'll give the listeners a little bit of background about you. Although you've been on the show before, uh, you were on uh, November 19th talking about authentic leadership and behavior modification. So I encourage the listeners to check out that episode also because Helena was a great guest. She's the founding partner of Consensus Leadership Coaching and Development and of Oxygen for Leadership. And I should mention that Oxygen for Leadership um, also hosted a summit earlier this year, which was really excellent. Helena has built a network around the globe, uh, which is why I wanted to talk to her today about how we keep our network healthy during a pandemic. She's a dynamic, outcome-driven leadership coach focused on driving leadership success through a compelling range of coaching and consulting skills and expertise. She holds a master's degree in law from Ghent University and has coaching certifications from Marshall Goldsmith, Authentic Global, and Center for Self-Management. So welcome back to the show, Helena. Thank you, Jennifer. It's just great to be here again. So these are very strange times. Absolutely. You're quarantined, I guess, in the south of Spain? Exactly. I uh, arrived like 10 days ago to find myself in a total lockdown three days later. And although I always come here with the intention to find some isolation, uh, to have the space for self-reflection, this is somehow very, very different. <laughs> not, not quite what you had in mind. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I have not left my mountain for 10 days now. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, very strange. And that's really why I wanted to talk to you. I'm going to do a whole series this week, just quick episodes about uh, surviving during mm -hmm. a pandemic. And I'm seeing a lot of things that frankly worry me. I worry that as people have left their normal places of employment and lose their normal routines, mm -hmm. that they become, that things start to become a little surreal mm -hmm. after, after 10 days or so. And during this time, I think it's so important for us as social creatures to find ways to socialize and check on each other. And so I was thinking about, you know, how do, how do we do that? How do we keep our network healthy and take care of each other during such 
bizarre circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I'm going to talk to Helena because you really are an expert at just having contacts literally all over the globe and Mm -hmm. really forging such positive and mutually beneficial relationships with people. Mm -hmm. So let's... um, uh, talk about the signs I see of social distancing, not just mm-hmm. physically, but but seems like mentally as well. And so I I wanted to see what advice you had for us about that. Well, of course, there's a lot going on, and it is very very bad, and we do not see any solutions yet. I believe that things are uh, just going to get worse before they going to be better and uh, governments are really not um, aligned uh, because this is a global problem and we are trying to solve it on a local basis which is a bit strange Mm. Uh, so that means that people are very very worried and Mm -hmm. stressed because uh, there are a lot of certainties that uh, or things that were perceived as certainties that are not that certain anymore a lot of people are not sure of if they will have a job. Uh, A lot of entrepreneurs uh, are not sure if they will still have an income. Uh, So there's a lot, a lot going on. And that means that people start to panic and they start looking for assurance. So they start looking everywhere for, for news and information. And there is so much information. So people tend to look for that information all the time, Mm -hmm. which I think is not really a good plan. I think it's very important to stay informed, but it is also important to um, limit the time that you look for that information and also to be very selective for your sources of information and uh, go to uh, sources of information that are sustainable, that uh, have a high uh, value in terms of research-based and in terms of facts and uh, stick to that. I think that is very, very important. My, th- This is what I do. I, I check the news twice a day, no more. So in the morning and in the evening, I check for important updates and I go to uh, the known news sites where I can be sure that the information will at least be checked and verified. And, and that's it. I think what, what I have been doing now is Um, And it is also what I have been uh, discussing with a lot of people uh, lately is look for meaning and purpose in very, very difficult times. And the only way to do that when so many things are uncertain is to uh, look for meaning and purpose that are really aligned with your own values. And and there we might go back to authenticity, Jennifer, because uh, actually you and your values and what is really important to you is the only thing that you can rely on at this moment. And then it is about what is really important and how can I bring that to the world, even if the possibilities or the options are very limited, how can I still uh, be relevant today for myself, for my family, for my friends, for my colleagues? How can I help? How can I be constructive? How can I contribute? Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because, because of this podcast and kind of changing the format for this week. So what I'd like to have this whole week is an episode a day. Normally, I just post twice a week. Mm-hmm. But I felt, yeah, I, I felt 
uncomfortable, and I guess you might say inauthentic, with just going forward with the same kind of episodes that I have been posting for the last year and some. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this doesn't feel quite right, right? It uh-huh. isn't business as usual. And uh-huh. I do think that there are needs out there. And so maybe, you know, it's time to take a different tack and see if we can address some of those things. So I get, I don't think I had thought through that quite in the same way as you, as you have verbalized it, but I think that's what's happened to me. And that's what you did. Yes, that's, uh, that's awesome. And I really appreciate that. Um, I, I've I've done the same. So I reached out earlier this week, and uh, because for me as an an entrepreneur, I have uh, deliveries that are postponed, that are delayed, or that I can't that are cancelled. Um, so I have more time now, and I was thinking, what will I do with this time? So I made two time slots per day available for coaching, and I set up also three circles for group coaching for Mm -hmm. people that really needed to have like a a soundboard or had specific questions. And I just put that in the world. And it's amazing because a lot of people have responded. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have for the next couple of weeks, I have two additional coaching sessions. So there I go with with my networking because these are amazing people that are also in difficult situations and they come to me with a coaching question. But I mean, you connect and you, 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 you establish a relationship and that alone is uh, keeping you from this social isolation. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you can add value and you can you can offer something for for somebody. So and I believe that we all can do that in our in our own way. It could be it's like you with podcasting, it's me with coaching, but it could be people with showing more attention for for neighbors mm-hmm. where they had no uh, connection with their neighbors before, especially in big cities. Be uh, attentive and and be alert on what is going on. How can you help each other? And if you're afraid to have like this physical contact, then you you could you know put like a note in 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 their mailbox or or call them. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities right now to make a difference. How how small it could be, uh, but it could make be a big difference for the people that receive it. It will change the way that you show up but it will also create uh, new things in the world, things that we need in terms of um, be there for other people in, in many different ways. And, and that's a message, that's an invitation that I would like to share with your audience as well. I always love how you think, how instead of seeing this as a time of, of people stepping back, which is what I'm seeing, you mm-hmm. see it as an opportunity for people to, in fact, have more contact and and more connection with people around mm. them. Yeah, I, I, I love that. One mm. thing I thought was interesting, too, about the circles that you created was mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that, I thought, yeah. See, I think this is what could be helpful to people right now is kind of a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing how when you connect with people who are in similar situations to your own, you may not have necessarily thought wow, we're all going through the same thing together, <laughs> you know, because we're all separated, right? And and yeah. as you get more and more sucked into being alone, you forget, well, we're all alone together, as it turns out. Yeah, exactly. And and I do know that uh, online is, is different from face-to-face. I, I agree. 
I do believe though that um, online and and especially FaceTime, you know, the Zoom or or Skype or or Messenger, uh, the, the FaceTime is 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 very very important and can be an alternative for what we are missing in terms of physical contact. I've been invited to um, an online apéro for uh, the next. Uh, four or five Friday evenings. And we will be sitting all in our own rooms with like a candle and um, a glass of wine. And we will be uh, on Zoom in in, um, in gallery view, having an apparel time. And it is about creating that moment where we know that we are here together and we are paying attention to each other and we are organizing something we're not like tackled by by the situation or by the measurements that are really necessary in order to make this go away or make this a lot lighter. And it it is those initiatives that are so you know that are heartwarming and that I can only encourage. Yeah, I'm picturing it in my mind, and yes, it does seem very heartwarming. And yeah, yeah, it's great to to use these technologies to, as you say, not be tackled by our situation, but uh, to overcome them. Exactly, but I, I mean, it it is of course we, we we shouldn't underestimate the 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 impact of of the quarantine or the lockdown. I don't know how it is in in the U.S., uh, but here in Europe, uh, in Spain, in France, and in, in Belgium, it's the same. Uh, we are not allowed to leave the house except for uh, the necessary, uh, you know, the grocery shopping and the pharmacy and people that go to work. Although most of the work is uh, made online is made home work uh, old schools are closed so children are at home so uh, there's a lot of families that find themselves two partners and and two or three sometimes small children that are in the same house or in the same apartment day in day out uh, for like uh, two weeks already and with at least two weeks perspective so this is very very stressful and uh, I had somebody calling me for a coaching call last week and he said you know um you want to be there for your partner and you want to be there for your children and you want to have your work done but you you can't exercise you 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 there's no way to go like to the football or to go to the pub with friends and and you're there all the time and then you're you're already you know you walk in the living room and you are already anticipating uh, stress or anxiety or children that are nervous or that are bored or whatever. So you enter that room with that mindset and, and yeah, you, you get what you, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> what right. you anticipated. And so it is also about how do you, how do you show up? It is about when you, when you open that door of the living room, it is about, okay. And where are, where am I now? Um, in what space am I right now? What do my children or what do, does my partner need when I'm entering this room? What what do I need and how do I show up there? And it is about breathing through that and trying to find that calm spot and entering the room from that place. And I, I, I guarantee you, you will have a different atmosphere and a different energy. And it, I know it's not easy but I think it's really important that we are self-aware of our, our mindset and our mental state and we do whatever we can in order to bring that into an energizing and a constructive state. That is very, very important because we do see already the first results here 
in Spain uh, this week, there were two women killed by their husbands. So there's domestic violence emerging because people are just in these small uh, rooms together, combined with the stress of maybe not having a job anymore or having financial uh, problems or whatever. So it is very important that we take care of ourselves and find ways to be in that calm place. And it could be like breathing. It could be like short walks because here they are allowed. Uh, It could be meditation, uh, whatever works for you, uh, but be very much aware of your mindset and how that has an impact on the people that you live with in very small rooms for, for this moment. So that's an important one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about people kind of being sent home. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning, there will be lots of meetings or some meetings through Zoom and with work mm-hmm. people that kind of make you aware of the larger world. But I'm worried that as we become more alienated and more sort of sucked into our own vortex of whatever it is, you know, two children mm-hmm. and and a partner that people will be left more and more on their own and then bad things can happen, right? Mm -hmm. Not just to each other, but also internally, right? That you, that you become very narrow in your scope and forget about a longer perspective or hope or all kinds Mm -hmm. of things that carry us through. And you yourself and your work, you have always worked very hard to stay in touch with people. Mm-hmm. So what, what keeps you motivated so that you keep doing that work? Well, I believe that we need other people to, um, to co-create stuff, to be challenged, to be, to receive feedback, to have a soundboard, uh, to, to be energized something sometimes when you're, when you indeed are, are not uh, in the best version of yourself. So I believe that uh, without other people, we cannot create and co-create. And creation is is what makes the world turn around. And it is about being very conscious. I I think what 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 can help right now is to be very much aware of all your needs that you have, and that could be. Uh, like emotional needs, it could be uh, physical needs, it could be... So there's a lot of things that we can create routines or rituals on during these times. It is about being aware what we are going to eat. It's important that we eat healthy. It is, And then you can create a lot of things. You know, you could like uh, connect with a friend or with somebody that to, to exchange recipes, for example. That, that's the possible. So you have this need and you find a way to connect on that need with other people. Or it is about you, you need to work out, which is difficult because all the gyms are closed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could connect with somebody to, to brainstorm for some ideas there. Um, it is important to stay connected also with colleagues and peers or with your boss. So um, you will be probably working anyway from home. So try to create those moments of connection and just put them in your calendar. I mean, we all have calendars. Just uh, plan them. Plan your meditation session. Plan them. Plan your call mom session. Plan your um, call a colleague session. Um, what we do here is very, very uh, simple things. In the morning, I just um, text or message some friends like, um, "Enjoy your day today." Uh, just 
to make sure that people are not worrying about you or that you uh, connect with people where you feel uh, they're they're isolated or they're lonely. So so just do that. That's that's my advice. Because it's energizing, it will trigger you to keep doing it. Hmm. And it is about having that discipline. Let's talk about social media. So sometimes mm-hmm. I think social media is a bit of a misnomer because people are often very alienated as they mm-hmm. as they post away um, and they get very little engagement. It's just sort of like throwing your content out into the void and maybe you'll get a like or two. Sometimes you'll get a comment. Um, but yeah. what I see now is people seem to be spending more and more time on social media kind of listlessly scrolling through their timelines and I see Mm -hmm. people making references to spending the whole day on Twitter and what are your observations about what's happening and what advice would you give? I I know that this is happening because people believe that they have a lot of time to spend there Um, and and that's why I believe that there's a lot of alternatives like in terms of cooking or doing special things with children or uh, finding uh, yoga ways or meditation ways that 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 suit you or or whatever or explore new platforms like zoom or whatever keep away from the social media limit it Um, like you limit your your news gathering Keep keep away from them. Uh, I mean, spend like 15 minutes a day and that's it. Because there's nothing going on there that's really meaningful. Mm. There never is. But I mean, in times <laughs> like these, <laughs> I mean, uh, in times like these, it, it's not bringing you at a, at a good level in terms of uh, in terms of meaning. We need you in different ways now, and you can be there. Show up. That's 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 my message. Yeah. So some engagement on social media is uh, particularly hostile. I notice mm-hmm. this especially on Facebook. Like if you'll see a post that has two hundred comments, that's never good. That's mm-hmm. never never a good thing. So how do we keep our friends and colleagues from getting? frightened and upset and mad at the world while they're looking at Facebook from their homes? Hmm. That's a good question. I would say, (laughs) I would say, um, just leave it where it is for this. I mean, if it is bringing you negative energy, if it is bringing you bad energy, find an alternative to connect and, and go to like uh, messenger groups with, with people that you can trust and that you can be vulnerable and that you can, you know, and that you know that uh, are not bringing you in this negative spiral. I would say stay away from whatever is negative. I mean, uh, the negativity finds us in, in some way anyway, uh, but don't go looking for it. Just uh, that, that's my advice. Maybe it's very... Um, harsh or black and white but um i believe if um if things are bringing you negative energy just stay away from them are you a fan of the telephone to keep people connected yes although i prefer seeing the people so i prefer uh zoom or skype but yes i am because a lot of people um for example my my parents are 80 and 82 and i try to install zoom but then something popped up on her laptop every time and she was stressed by that because she didn't mean what it she didn't know what it meant so Uh i i just disinstalled it and i call her so there are people that are not 
technically savvy or, or they just don't like it. And there I, I believe that the telephone is, is a very good alternative, yes. Although I prefer to see the people. It's still an, ex, an additional dimension. Right, yeah, it's slightly higher touch. Yeah, but if you can't, yes, use the phone. Please, please do that, yeah. Since people are kind of uh, captive audiences in their home, sort of, I think a lot of marketing types would tell us, yes, this is a good time to get in touch with uh, people who may be interested in things that you have to offer, Mm -hmm. Uh, but don't miss the opportunity to remind them of what you're offering. So this is, you know, it's a a pros and cons to this one. Mm -hmm. What What are the pitfalls of doing that? That's a difficult question, um, especially also because there's a lot of cultural differences uh, in, in you know, marketing strategies in U.S. and Europe. I see no reason why you could not keep offering your services. Um, I would not offer them a lot more. I would not change the communication in terms of playing into the fears of people, playing mm. into the stress of people. But I do believe that that you can keep bringing what you bring. I keep doing that. Um, but additionally, I do things for free. And I do things that reduced fees because I want, uh, I know that a lot of people have a lot of needs and I want to lower the, the, the barriers, especially if they would be like financial. The, the thing that sometimes um, makes me um, feel bad is if people are playing into the fears of people mm, in order to, to sell stuff. Um, but I do believe that as entrepreneurs, uh, we, we need to keep our business going because if we cannot keep a sustainable business, then we lose a lot of opportunities to help other people. So that's how I look at it. You're used to dealing with people, as I remember, with clients that are often very stressed, very busy, mm-hmm. potential burnout victims. Now we're looking at a completely different set of problems, sort mm-hmm. of burnout on steroids and stress on steroids. What are you observing? Well, I do see a lot of fear. And um, as you as you know, we are wired for fear. Um, we have our reptile brain that is active all the time, scanning for danger. So it has a very great time lately because there's so much that, that it can worry about. And I do believe that we have to be very much aware of the fact that this is draining our energy and it is not helping us forward and that we uh, need to look for strategies that calm our reptile brain and that uh, activate other parts of our brain where we see options and possibilities and connection and trust. And uh, there's a lot of ways to to do that. Um, and as I already said, it's, it's very important to have a good sleep hygiene. It's very important to uh, have oxygen. It's important to walk, to meditate, to breathe. So I would say whatever wor- works for you, to find some calm, to stop worrying all the time. Um, mindfulness is also a very good way to keep away from the constant activation of your reptile brain. Please do that because we are responsible for how we respond or react to these things. 
And if you cannot do it alone, then find somebody to do it. Find a coach, find a mentor, find a friend, uh, find somebody that uh, you can have a conversation with and that you know that will not end in this negative spiral, uh, but uh, find somebody that can refocus, that can reframe, that can redirect uh, your, your thinking and your emotions into something more positive and constructive. I think it's very important to take responsibility for that. This image of having your reptile brain takes oh, taking over mm-hmm. feels really appropriate to me as I people kind of see people kind of sink into a, you know, sort of a hopeless spiral of, as I say, spending way too much time online and mm-hmm. not being able yeah. to pull themselves out of that. Although I feel as though over time, you know, as we get deeper into the quarantine that people are figuring out better survival techniques. But yeah. I think your, your image of reptile brain is really appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's just, this is a very, very extraordinary moment in time. But it is a moment. I mean, it is a face. And I absolutely do not want to be disrespectful to for all the people that have been impacted by the disease itself and uh, by all the consequences of it. But it is a phase. We, we have to be able to see that um, this will pass and we will be in a completely different world. I'm very sure of that. But this is not something that will last forever. And if we look at it, I mean, when historics will look at this, uh, like we now look at the Spanish flu in in the uh, beginning of the 20th century and other pandemics and 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 epidemics this is a phase and it is a it is an opportunity to prove to ourselves that we men are capable of great things and we can all contribute in our in our way if everybody contributes a little bit we will see a lot of big things happening that is the way that i want to look at it and that is the way that i also want to bring to other people as a possibility, as a potential. And everybody can do a lot more than they expect. Not, not only in terms of, it, it don't have to be big things, but it, the, the small things that you can do can mean a lot to other people and can make a big difference for other people. And that's, that's the way that I want to look at things right now and how I want to organize my, my life and my connections Uh, Lots of small things that Helena has talked about today, but ways that we can keep our network and ourselves healthy. So thank you so much, Helena, again, for the work that you do and for your wise words today. You're so welcome. I I wish you all uh, a good health and a lot of of energy, positive energy and courage. And uh, just reach out. I mean, uh, Jennifer, you also have so much material for people to 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 explore in order to you know to to find new routines and rituals uh people are very welcome to to visit my my site or the circles um so there's a lot out there that can help you and focus on those uh as soon as something gives you negative energy just go somewhere else there's a lot of places that you can go so i wish you all the best and a lot of connection a lot of love a lot of positive energy And not only for the next couple of weeks, but for a much longer time. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Take care. (laughs) 
That's it, everybody. You've made it through another episode of Dear Discreet Guide, Trouble at Work. During the pandemic, we'll be changing our format in honor of those who are quarantined or working on the front lines. We'll put out shorter shows on a daily or near daily basis early in the morning to start your day on a positive and interesting note. We'll be considering work-related issues relevant while COVID-19 is impacting the world. If you have a question or a comment or a message for our listeners, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us through the website, discreetguide.com, D-I-S-C-R-E-E-T-E, where you can also find other resources about working better together. Thank you for joining my quest to improve our workplaces, our work lives, and our lives in general. And thanks for listening. We look forward to returning to our old format when the world has returned to a more normal state. In the meantime, please hang in there, stay safe, and know that I care about you.